And we're back. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Try Hard Fantasy Football Podcast. Special Saturday morning edition. Not unlike our friends, the Jets and the Falcons, we too get up early to work hard. When I say we, I mean myself, Stephen, and our resident, um, well, are you an expert in anything now, Brian? I mean, apparently not since you, with an asterisk, beat me again in our head-to-head matchup. I did? We're not going to talk about that yet. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Your lineup that you entered into DraftKings didn't beat me, but the one you said on the podcast beat me. So Yeah, I don't know what happened with that. Oh, I don't know what happened. No, I don't. I, I think I edited it, and then I didn't save it. I didn't update it or something. and then Yeah, you didn't hit update entry, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, anyways. Uh, hi. Brian, you seem to be eking out uh, a win or two a week in our pickums. Do you think you're too far ahead at forty four nineteen to my thirty nine and twenty four? Be honest, yes. The way you're going, I, I like this. I've I've gotten you know a five win lead on you already. But yeah, it's it. We're one bad week away from from you catching up, especially since you like to go so contrarian with your picks. I gotta start going full contrarian now. Just forcing <laughs> it. Um. So in our survivor uh, pool, Brian picked the Bills playing against whatever team they were 18-point favorites against. And I chose the Broncos, <laughs> which I guess was not a great pick. Um, so I'm 2-2, two and two, Brian's 4-0. and oh. um, So I guess go with the team that is the most favored every week. Is that the way to go, Brian? Pretty much, yeah. Until until you can't pick. It's, it's supposed to be relatively easy the first few weeks though we saw you know the titans were a popular survivor pick when they played the jets a week ago and lost so it upsets can happen but it's usually pretty easy the first few weeks of the season it's once you get into weeks you know seven eight nine and you can't pick the top tier teams anymore that this is supposed to get hard as she said um all right let's move on to our games i gotta go we gotta go quick or else my wife's gonna yell at me um Jets at Falcons. They're playing in London at 8.30. Is that Central Time, U.S. time? Or is there a Central? Okay. 8.30 a.m. Central, U.S. time. Central Time is the real time zone. Um, The Falcons are two-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 45 points. Calvin Ridley is out. So if Kyle Pitts doesn't get at least one touchdown and, like, ten targets, then I guess drop him. (laughs) Then he's dead to you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going. On. Uh, Matt Ryan throws what four touchdowns or something last week. Three of them to Cordero Patterson. I think the problem is, is Cordero Patterson is playing like every role, and not not too like not as an expert in every role, but playing like the basic level of every role, which he can do. We know he, at least when he was with the Vikings, like they couldn't give him difficult um, things to do because. He didn't understand the plays. But you could give him basic stuff, and he would do really well. And that seems to be what the Falcons are doing. And I tried to tell you, Brian, I tried to tell you from the beginning of the year that Cordell Patterson is a must-start. Cordell Patterson is better than your boy Saquon Barkley, your boy Ezekiel Elliott. Cordell Patterson's the real deal. So are you going to start him this week, Brian? With Ridley out, he he is startable this week. If Ridley was playing or in a normal game, I, I still don't think so. Patterson's gotten extremely lucky with touchdowns. As you said, he had three last week alone. Uh, but he's only playing like a quarter of the snaps. He's not an every-down player for the Falcons. He's still a gadget player. He's just on a huge hot streak. It's not going to continue forever unless his role changes or Mike Davis goes down with injury. But but like you said, with with Ridley out, he's he's definitely startable and, and probably you know an easy wide receiver three this week, not just a flex play. Um, how dare you? How dare you? Start him every week from here on out. He's the fantasy darling this year. This is the year 
that um, our Lord... How quickly and, you abandoned poor Kyle Pitts. This is the year that our Lord and Savior, Matthew Barry, was actually right about Cordero Patterson. <laughs> um, Corey Davis. Are you starting Corey Davis? Or is Crowder is Crowder not alive anymore? Is um, is Yeah, he's dead. Is he dead? No, Jameson Crowder's back had had a pretty good debut a week ago, but but Corey Davis is the number one wideout on this Jets team, and listen, he's been really good in two of the four games. In the two games where he struggled, it was against top tier pass defenses. So I'm not worried about him. I think he is he's a talented guy. Again, we we mentioned this in the preseason. He was drafted number five of the Titans years ago he's got the pedigree he's got the athleticism he just need needed the role he showed it last year with tennessee and i think he's going to show it again this year and he seems to have a very good rapport with zach wilson so i i definitely think he's a must start and i for example definitely have him ahead of uh corduroy bear do you remember in the beginning of the year the receivers that i said i was off of this no year? i don't i don't you don't, store too much information from you. You don't remember that. Oh, okay. Hold on. Um, let's see. Let's see. Draft takes. I am off of Ridley this year. Uh, I am off of, let's see. I don't want Thielen or Jefferson. Uh, I, I'm off of Allen Robinson. I am down on Adams, Julio Jones, Thielen, Jefferson, Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. Man. If only you would listen to me, Brian. Uh, you're not doing so hot on Justin Jefferson. He's been pretty good so far this season. Yeah, gar- garbage time Jefferson. Yep, good for that's him. fine. That's that's what matters for fantasy. Speaking of garbage time, oh, who do you got? Uh, actually, give me the Jets in the upset. Uh, dang it, I was gonna. <laughs> fine, I'll take the Falcons. Falcons travel well, um, because they're a bird. <laughs> sure they they're a bird. Uh, or London, they get the worst games. All right. Speaking of garbage time, Lions of the Vikings. The Vikings are 10-point favorites. It's going up. It started, I think, at 8.5. Now it's up to 10 points. Um, the over-under is 49.5 points. Dalvin Cook is questionable. You apparently think that uh, Jared Goff's going to get some garbage time here. Oh, yeah. I, I think the Vikings easily cover this 10 points. Um and and Goff is going to have his garbage time role, which I think is very good news for DeAndre Swift. Um, although Swift is technically questionable, but he's been questionable like every week this season. It's the same injury. They just keep putting the tag on him, but he's going to keep playing. Um, but he's their passing down back, so I think he's in a good spot. And then uh, obviously TJ Hawkinson should be in line for a bounce back week uh, as well against the Vikings, who typically struggle in, uh, covering tight ends. Although I will say the Vikings are getting uh pro bowl linebacker, Anthony Barr back from injury this week. He'll make his 2021 debut. So the Vikings defense could even take an extra step forward. Um, I, I feel like Anthony Barr should not be called pro bowl linebacker, but should be called often injured linebacker. Anthony Barr. Fair. Often injured Pro Bowl linebacker Anthony Barr. He'll probably be back for a game or two. Um, to, to me, I think that really, though, because like the Lions aren't exciting, and you're starting TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift if you have them anyway. I think the big question is what you're doing with Dalvin Cook, because he, he played a week ago, but he didn't do anything, and pretty much split work 50-50. Uh, with Alexander Madison, or, or close enough to it that it was concerning. Madison had 10 carries, um, whereas Dalvin Cook had nine, and then but Dalvin Cook had a bunch of targets. I think you have to start Dalvin Cook if if you own him and he's active just because of you know his ceiling, if he's actually more healthy than he seems, and the matchup. But if, if Dalvin Cook is out this game, Alexander Madison becomes, I think, one of the best, if not the best fantasy plays of the entire week. I agree with that. Um, only because I think in a game like this, you feed the running back as much as you can until you don't have to anymore. And, exactly. Uh, I don't think, I think the Lions cover this pretty easily. Um, I think this is going to be a Vikings game where at the end, we say to ourselves, they are who we thought they were. And, all the people that have been saying the Vikings are like two plays away from four and zero are going to be like, okay, well, it was nice while it lasted. And I think either way, 
But if the Vikings win or they lose, the people are going to be down on their team afterwards. It's a a lose-lose game for them. But that's not fantasy relevant. So um, I I like Jared Goff this week. Not because of garbage time, but I think that the Lions are going to play the Vikings well. And regardless of garbage time or not, I think Jared Goff is going to put up at least um, his average, which is about 20 points, and probably five or six points more than that. Oh, my God, you're playing Jared Goff in our head-to-head. We'll see. I'm so excited for this. Who you got? (laughs) I got the Vikings as my lock of the week. You know, every time... Wait, no, the Vikings don't win. Never mind. I would say every time you pick against the Vikings, they always win, but that's not true because the Vikings (laughs) have only won one game. Um, Give me... Oh, man, I want to do it. Give me the Vikings, whatever. Um, Saints at uh, Washington football team. Saints are two and a half point favorites. The over under is forty three and a half points. Um, Kamara. Yeah, he's dead. Right. Yeah, zero targets last week. Uh, his role has just changed dramatically. I think he has fewer catches and targets on the season than Derrick Henry, um, which says a lot about both running backs at this point. Kamara is an exceptional talent. He's still an elite running back in the league. It's just this offense is different with Jameis Winston. No big surprise. Uh, Jameis Winston is not Drew Brees. And the Saints are only throwing the ball about 20 times a game, which means Alvin Kamara just can't get 8 to 12 targets like he has throughout his career. So I'm definitely down on him. He's not as good as a pure runner as he is as a, you know a multi-talented, uh, dynamic athlete out there. And on top of that, Taysom Hill is stealing touchdown runs. So Kamara is still a valuable starter, but I'm definitely down on him for DFS until something changes with this Saints offense. Any um, projected breakouts this game? So I think we could see a big week from Curtis Samuel. Now, he did obviously disappoint a little bit in week uh, four. If you played him in DFS, he had just four catches for 19 yards on four targets and he was rested some of practice this week as he's still, you know, kind of coming back from his hamstring injury. But Washington has two other receivers that are injured, uh, not Terry McLaurin. He'll still be active, but as, as well as they're starting tight end Logan Thomas. So there's targets to go around uh, for the Washington football team. I think Curtis Samuel's in line to benefit. And again, I, I don't think this can be stressed enough. He's not going into like a new offense or anything that he's got to learn. This is Ron Rivera's offense. This is the offense Curtis Samuel came into the league with. Um, I I really like him as a play. I still think he's a, a decent flex play and, and definitely someone I'd want to hold on my bench in season long leagues because I think there's going to be value going forward. All right. Keep him on the bench. That's what Brian says. Might, might break out this week, but keep him on the bench. Right. I said he's a flex play this week, but like in a 10 team league, especially if you only start two receivers like ESPN standard league, you don't need to get down to the Curtis Samuels of the world for your for your starting roster this week. I mean, you can have like Juju Smith Schuster is the worst wide receiver starting in those kind of leagues. So I wouldn't go down to Curtis Samuel, but I do think even in a, in a shallow league like that, I would want Curtis Samuel on my roster if he's available. Who you got? I uh picking another upset with the Washington football team. Uh, you know what? Give me the give me the Saints then. Give me the Saints. I think yeah. I think you're Oh god, but but uh Taylor Trump Heineke might might pull it out. I don't know. Uh yeah, give me the Saints. Um I like how you said that we've got to get through this quickly and then you just dawdle on everything. Well, uh I won't dot on this because now we got Patriots at the Texans, America's game of the week. Oh God. <laughs> I just got a lawsuit notice. Um, the Patriots are eight point favorites. The over under is 39 and a half points tied for the lowest of the week. That's, I mean, that's impressive, right? Um, yeah, that's extremely low. <laughs> Brandon cooks is an elite fantasy start this week. Correct. No, uh, I I'd bench him. Like he he's such a he's got to be up there with the most underrated players in the NFL. All he's done with like six different teams now is succeed and put up thousand yard receiving campaigns. But now he's finally landed with the Texans, who don't have a quarterback, don't have any other talent on their offense. 
It's just this poor guy out there, and he can't get the ball to himself. Well, well so let's say— I think the Patriots just completely take him out of this game. Let's say you have $6,100 left, and you put in Brandon Cooks, and you have zero—so that you have zero left in your DFS lineup, right? Would you take Brandon Cooks this week or a questionable Amari Cooper? I would take a questionable Amari Cooper. I would take Chase Claypool. I would take Odell Beckham Jr. I would take Devontae Smith. Uh, I would go to running if if you have a flex open, Chubba Hubbard, DeAndre Swift. Really? James You're Robinson. Far off of him. You, yeah, I, I I would not start in a shallow 10-team league. I would not start Brandon Cooks this weekend season long. You hate him. Wow. Rookie quarter. Okay, look what the Patriots did to Zach Wilson a couple weeks ago. Who? And remember. Re- Remember that the Patriots are now playing Davis Mills, uh, like sixth round draft or no fourth round drafted QB. It wasn't supposed to sniff a starting role this season for the Texans. And again, the Texans have no other talents on offense. All the Patriots are going to do is focus on shutting down Brandon Cooks, and they know that this offense won't be able to move. So no, I'm way way down at Cooks this week. All right. Um, do you think are are you interested in paying up for the Patriots defense? No, I no. Oh gosh, I didn't even see how high. No, their their defense on on DraftKings is forty nine hundred. I will never pay that much for a defense. It's they'd have to score two touchdowns, and you just it, even if they shut out the Texans, you can't guarantee they're going to get enough turnovers and touchdowns to justify a five k price tag. Who you got? Patriots. I agree. Um, next up, Dolphins at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are 10-point favorites. The over-under is 48.5 points. This is this is going to be uh, the game people talk, start talking about. Is Brady done? I'm telling you. They're going to be like, is is Brady have, does Brady have nothing left? Is he over? Is he? Yeah, he's dead. But, but, the good news is, you're not. That'll be Stephen A. Smith the, the next morning. Brady's dead, but at least you're not. Do you agree, Brian? You know, I don't hate the take. I, I don't think it's going to happen this time, but the Dolphins traditionally have been pretty good against Tom Brady when he was with the Patriots. And the Dolphins head coach is a former you know Patriots coach as well. So they know Tom Brady. They, they know what to do against him. But the Buccaneers team is just too talented. The offensive line's good. The receivers obviously are amazing. And the running game has been surprisingly strong recently with Leonard Fournette having, you know, 20 carries last week and three catches every game. He's been a surprisingly consistent and and pretty reliable uh, fantasy running back so far. So I, I think the Buccaneers win this easy, but I agree the Dolphins might be able to slow Brady in the passing game down just a bit. Plus they're missing Gronk. Um. So Zach Ertz has been getting more targets. Dallas Goddard's been getting more targets. Um, well, Dallas Goddard's uh, expensive, but Zach Ertz has been getting a decent amount of targets, uh, and he's cheaper than Mike Jasicki. But uh, if I remember correctly, tight ends have been getting de- a decent amount of points against the Buccaneers, at least in terms of targets. Do you think this is a Mike Jasicki game? Yeah, I like him this week. You know, he... Zach Ertz has had, you know, 15 targets over the last two games. Uh, Mike Gesicki, though, has had 18 and 24 over the last three games, basically since Jacoby Brissett has taken over as the starting quarterback for Miami after Tua's injury. Gesicki's had a very prominent role in this offense. Um, like any tight end, he has his ups and downs. You know, six targets for a tight end can get you three catches for 30 yards or it can get you six catches for 100 yards and a touchdown. That's just the way the position works. But... As much as, you know, any tight end can succeed, I think uh, Gesicki is definitely, you know, in the top, you know, echelon of, of tight ends this week that aren't the elite trio, and George Kittle's probably not even playing. So I do think Gesicki's a top 10 tight end this week. Okay, interesting. Um, who you got? Oh, wait, you want to talk about Leonard Fournette. I'm not interested. I don't think he gets a touchdown. I like him this week. Uh, I think he's he's a pretty solid play in in DFS, especially for cash games. But I agree, his ceiling isn't really there. It's he's never going to have a 150 yard two touchdown game. I think I mean, him, him, him and Melvin that, but... Gordon might get the same amount of points. Yeah, yeah, he, he it's definitely possible. Um, 
I, I'm not as high on him as some out there, and I know a lot of projection systems have are really, really high on Fournette this week based on his his snap share and everything. But I I do think he's more volatile than that. I don't think it's locked in that he's going to get it. But he's an okay play. Who you got? Buccaneers. Yeah, give me the Buccaneers. This I think this would put Tom Brady at a positive winning percentage against the Dolphins if he wins this. I think he's at fifty <laughs> percent. Um, Packers at the Bengals, America's game of the week. The Packers are three-point favorites. The over-under is 50.5 points. Joe Mixon is questionable. On my <clears throat> in my lineups um, on Yahoo, they're telling me Joe Mixon, even though he's questionable, is going to get like 6.6 points or something like that. Are they just assuming he's not going to play? Yeah, I think that's kind of consensus out there. Joe Mixon uh, did not practice at all this week. I'm pretty surprised they're even give it, making him questionable. I think that's just kind of hope by the coaching staff in Cincinnati. It, it'd be pretty shocking if he plays. And even if he does, he's going to be limited. You don't miss every practice in a week and go out there and get you know 25 touches. So he, unlike Dalvin Cook, if Joe Mixon is active, I'm still kind of worried, and I would treat him, you know, more as a low end RB two than the RB one he typically is. Um. So is Sam J. Uh, Perrine is he the consensus chalk play? He's going to get more points than Joe Mixon would have ever gotten healthy. Yeah, basically that's that's how DFS works, right? If if the starter goes down, you just predict the backup to go off for a twenty five point week. Yeah, um, yeah. Samaji Piran is is definitely going to be in play in DFS. This is uh, just four thousand dollars this up, week hold on DraftKings. Hold up, what did you call him? Samaji Piran. Is that how you say? Is the, is that really? yes? That's correct. Yes, Samaji Piran. You're ser- you're serious? Yeah. Like you heard somebody say it and they were yes. they said it correctly. Yes. Okay. All right. Go ahead with your Samaje <laughs> P Ryan. Okay. Oh sorry, I mistyped it in her notes. There's an extra A before the J in his first name. Does that make you feel oh, better? Yes. But the P okay. Ryan? What what is it French? Okay. Or? I thought again, your wife's gonna come down and yell at you in five minutes. All right. I don't know what it is. I don't. I'm not a linguist. Um, but anyway, uh, Samaje is 4K. He's he's going to be a chalk play because if Mixon's out, he's going to get 15 touches. But he is definitely one of those running back, you know, backups where I'm scared. He's going to get 15 carries for 40 yards. Like that's totally in his range, and it wouldn't shock me at all. Not to mention, I'm actually pretty shocked that the Packers are only favored by three in this game. I think the Packers should be favored by a touchdown. And if if Green Bay is up a lot, Cincinnati could very well just abandon the running game and rely solely on on Joe Burrow and his three wide receivers, given that uh, T. Higgins is back in action this week. Okay, so I looked it up. It is. It's P. Ryan. Wow. You really didn't trust me that much. Well, I just I want to know the like where where that name comes from and why there's oh a... my god. Hmm. Anyways, um, the Try Hard Fantasy Football Podcast. Come for the football. Stay for the in depth analysis of pronunciation. That's right. Uh, Jones or Adams or who cares? The Packers just Jones Adams is dead to me. I don't know. I didn't have anything else to say again about the Packers for this game because obviously you start Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devonta Adams. No, and bench you don't Adams. Really care about anyone else? I'm benching Adams in my league. Didn't you trade Adams in your in our league? In one of the leagues. Oh, okay. I had I had Adams in both leagues, and I traded him in one for Joe Mixon. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. So they'll get about the same amount of points. Um. All right. Who you got? Uh, Packers. I like the narrative of the Bengals winning, though. Oh, I really do. Give me the Bengals. So the, get well, the Vikings I just picked up a game on you. Get the Vikings <laughs> fans sure. hope. Um, Packers didn't have not looked great. So, I'm yeah, I'm concerned about the Packers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't lose to mediocre teams. Yeah, we'll see. 
Um, Broncos at Steelers, America's game of the week. The over-under is one and a half points. Um, no, Broncos are, sorry. <laughs> it might actually be one and a half points. <laughs> the Broncos are one and a half point favorites. Uh, the over-under is 39 and a half points, which is, again, tied for the lowest of the week. Um, the Steelers have three healthy wide receivers. How many targets for each? Uh... Seven for Chase, nine for Judo, 12 for Deontay. Who's throwing the ball? Ben Rafflesberger. So they're oh. all going to be five yards downfield. Okay. Um, did Teddy get hurt in the last game? Yeah, te- Teddy oh, has a concussion and so is like truly questionable. It's it, And it's very binary. If he passes the protocol, he'll, he'll start the game. If he doesn't pass the protocol, he'll be. We probably won't know that until kickoff for this one, just because Denver's going to want to give him as much time as possible to try to, you know, pass the tests he needs to pass. Yeah, well, um, I'm all in on the Broncos if Teddy is playing. If Teddy's not, then I don't have any faith in them. So Yeah, and then other concern, though, too, is Cortland Sutton rolled his ankle in practice on Friday and is now questionable. And and that's probably a real questionable as well, since we're just not going to have information between now and 90 minutes before kickoff until we hear if he's active or not. Really? Why does God hate me? Um, who you got? I have the Broncos if Teddy plays. I have the Steelers if Teddy does not play. I think I'm uh, exactly the same. Um, but I have a, I do have one quick question. Is this the last week? We see Najee Harris below 7,000? No, I think he actually might struggle a bit against this Denver defense, and he'll slip to like 6,800 next week. All right, so we can keep doing the bit. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, all right, Eagles at Panthers. Panthers are three-point favorites. The over-under is 45.5 points. Um, Carolina's defense is supposedly good, um, but then got crushed by Dallas. So... Eagles are going to crush them too, right? I mean, I think the Eagles will move the ball just fine. You know, Carolina's defense in in weeks one to three was boosted by one playing really poor competition, and two having an unsustainable success rate on third downs and getting their opponents off the field. Um, that changed a little bit against the Cowboys and should continue to regress towards the mean against Philadelphia. So I wouldn't worry at all about Jalen Hurts or Devontae Smith or if you're starting one of the Eagles tight ends for some reason. I think you treat them all as you just would in an average matchup. Okay. Um, Chubby is dead to me. Um, you're probably starting all your Dallas players. Uh, Sam Darnold, he's over. He's priced up on DraftKings. Oh yeah, uh, I mean he's been amazing, and he's stealing the rushing touchdowns from Chuba Hubbard, and that's gonna you know help a quarterback's fantasy score quite a bit. Uh, you know, obviously Darnold's not gonna rush for a touchdown every game. That's not sustainable. What about two uh, touchdowns? But he's been he's looked very good. Again, it's just once you get off the New York Jets roster and away from Adam Gase, you can have a successful NFL career. We've seen that with so many players at this point that it's kind of hilarious that Adam Gase ever had a had two head coaching jobs uh in his lifetime. But I think Sam Darnold's going to come back down to earth quite a bit in the coming weeks. I don't know necessarily if it starts this week or not. But I, I will say I like Chubba Hubbard this week with CMC doubtful and, and really doubtful at this point. Uh, I know Hubbard disappointed with just 9.1 points against the Cowboys, but the Panthers fell way behind that game. I don't think they're going to fall way behind the Eagles at any point. I just think this will be a close-fought game, and Hubbard will get to see what his real workload's kind of going to be going forward. Okay, who you got? Who you got? Give me the Eagles. Uh, I will take the Panthers. Uh, Titans at Jaguars. Titans are four and a half point favorites. The over-unders, whoa, that's high. 48 and a half points. Uh, Henry has over 30 touches and 100 yards each of the last three weeks. If you had to redraft now, would you rather have Najee Harris or Derrick Henry? 
Derrick Henry. I think Derrick Henry would be my number one overall pick in a redraft. Uh, I mean, we've seen Dalvin Cook's been banged up. Christian McCaffrey's hurt. Uh, Alvin Kamara is not his normal self. Uh, I still don't fully buy in on Ezekiel Elliott. And and so we've got Derrick Henry here just getting in a completely unsustainable workload. I still stand by what I said in the preseason that eventually Derrick Henry's body is going to break and he's not and he's just not going to be the same player. Um, we've seen this time and time again. You can't give a running back 350 plus carries year after year and, and think they're going to sustain for more than a year or two. Uh, and in fact, no one's ever done it you know, for two years in a row, the way Henry has and and done it this well, but he's on pace right now for like over 400 carries that, that hasn't been seen since like the seventies in the NFL. Um, I think the Titans are going to keep doing it because they don't really have much options. And as long as Henry's body holds up, there's no reason not to, but eventually he's going to break down. I don't think it happens this week though. And he's a fantastic play. Uh, you know, I think he's a better bet than anyone to get you 30 points this week. Um, with do 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 to do out, can Trevor Lawrence um put up numbers? Yeah, I think so. I mean, with DJ Shark missing the game and and probably missing the the I season, said that. That's redu- I know. That's redundant I'm just reiterating for people that don't know the Baby Shark song quite as well as you do. Way to be redundant. <laughs> uh, I think Marvin Jones and LaVisca Chenault are in line for upticks in their their roles and their production. No. Uh, and I think we see some garbage time from Trevor Lawrence because I do think the Titans get up to a big lead. They they kind of, uh, you know, blank the bed a week ago against New York, and I think they're going to be looking for some payback. They're not going to overlook the Jaguars like they did uh, the Jets. Number one, you need to be drug tested immediately. Chenault's dead to me. The whole league is going to be dead to you by the end of the year. Pretty much everyone on my team is going to be dead to me. Um, all right, who you got? Titans. Mm, give me the Jaguars. Uh, Browns at the Chargers. America's game of the week. The Chargers are two-point favorites. The over-under is 47 points. Baker Mayfield has a torn labrum, but is going to play through it like the superhero that he is and still put up the same numbers that he always does. One touchdown, 130 yards, two interceptions, MVP. Are you concerned about the Browns this week? No, I mean, they're the same not great fantasy team we've seen this whole time. Uh, You know, it's the running back, Scream Hunt, Nick Chubb are great plays, and Beyond that, you have Odell Beckham as kind of a a risky, high-ceiling play. But I I always kind of laugh when these stories like this Baker Mayfield torn labrum come out just randomly on a Thursday. Um, you know, it's his non-throwing shoulder, so it's it's not really affecting him all that much. It's a little bit of pain, but NFL players play through pain. That's the it, it's not an excuse. He's just not that good. And the whole world needs to stop treating Baker Mayfield like he's a perennial MVP candidate or going into the Hall of Fame. He's just an average to below average NFL starting QB. Would you rather have Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield? Kirk Cousins, 100%. Wow. Okay. Interesting. One's going yeah, to play Yeah, Coming from a Vikings, a one in three Vikings fan. Um, so do you know the consensus around uh, the Vikings game against the Browns last week, according to Minnesota Sports Radio? After the game? Yeah, after the game. No, I, I am not aware of what Was that Baker, Baker Mayfield could not have tried harder to give the Vikings the win, and the Vikings just were not good enough to take it. I still stand by what I said pregame in that game. That that it it's just a terrible matchup for the Vikings because the Browns' defensive line is so good that they got so much pressure on Kirk Cousins, and that's Kirk Cousins and the Vikings' offense Achilles' heel. They just can't deal with you know consistent and extreme uh, you know pr- defensive line pressure. So it is what it is. Um, I think the Chargers will do better, and I don't think Justin Herbert's going to suffer the same as Kirk Cousins because Herbert's quite a bit more mobile than Kirk Cousins has been with Minnesota. Mm, why is Mike Williams better than Keenan Allen? 
You know, he's not for me. Listen, there. I know Mike Williams has definitely been the star so far, but that's carried by four touchdowns to Keenan Allen's one. Uh, that's going to, you know, regress towards being equalized at some point Why? here. Allen's actually been out tar- has out-targeted and out-caught Williams uh, with 44 targets and 28 catches to Williams' 35 targets, 23 catches. And they're both right around 300 yards receiving. So I, I definitely think Allen is the better fantasy asset. And in the fact that across DFS sites, Allen's price is going down while Williams is going up to the point Allen is significantly below Williams is just crazy to me. Okay. Mike Williams is better. He's always been better. Just now he has a decent quarterback. So there's that. <laughs> Who you got? I got the Chargers in this one. Oh, this is gonna be close. I think I think this builds up uh Baker Mayfield's um chances of becoming MVP. I think he goes out there and he guts through it. Uh give me the Browns. Is it Baker Mayfield go. actually? That's playing? good contrarian pick. You go opposite of me in a game that should be pretty close and there's actually feasible. Picking the Jaguars to beat the Titans is not not feasible. I disagree with that. Um, Bears at Raiders. The Raiders are five and a half point favorites. The over under is 45 points. David Montgomery is out. Davey Williams is in. They also have another guy. Who's the other guy? Oh, it's uh, like Herbert. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. You don't think it's going to be a timeshare? No, I think uh, Damian Williams comes in and takes the the David Montgomery role. And I actually think Damian Williams is just as good, if not better than David Montgomery as an all around back. I think we see Damian Williams be more involved in the passing game than Montgomery has been. And because Herbert's not nearly as good as as Williams and Montgomery, I think it's more likely Williams just gets to the full workload. So I actually think he's an RB one this week. What? How dare you? How dare you respect David Montgomery? Um, four yards and a cloud of dust. That's David Montgomery in a nutshell. Allen Robinson is hot garbage. Um, are you dropping him in every league? I definitely am not dropping him. I would definitely try to trade him or stash him on my bench if if I had to. But yeah, the Bears really need to trade him. I mean, you know, not just with fantasy, but they're not using him. It, it for whatever reason, it it's looking like. Uh, Justin Fields has a better rapport with Darnell Mooney and and the Bears just need to let Allen Robinson go somewhere where he can thrive. The guy is so good. It's just this offense is not. I got uh, a message in my Yahoo league that Samaje Pirine has been dropped by almost 3000 teams. Why it is Joe Mixon fine. I have no idea. It's probably because Mixon was listed as questionable mm. as opposed to being out. All right. Um, who you got? Well, Joe Mixon's uh, numbers went up. He was at six points projected for the whole week, and now he's at 12 points. So he must be trending towards playing. Um, wait, where were we? Uh, Ruggs. You think Ruggs has a big game this week? Or is it Waller? Or both. Uh, you know, at this point, it's the Raiders offense kind of hard to predict. I mean, Darren Waller has been down from his, you know, expected level, just seven, you know, quote unquote, just seven targets each of the last three games. But that's certainly down from the 19 he had in week one. Obviously, that wasn't going to continue. But you do expect Waller to get nine to 12 targets a game, and he hasn't been getting there. Um, so I, I don't think this is the game he bounces back completely, but he's still obviously an elite tight end play. Uh, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, they're all kind of just guys to me. I think Renfro is probably the best and most consistent, kind of like a Cole Beasley type player. Just He's going to get you know his targets and yards. It's just it doesn't have much of a ceiling for you in fantasy. And Ruggs has that ceiling, but he can also get you you know one catch for 15 yards. All right, so, who you got? Is what it is. Uh, I got the Raiders. I think this is a uh, breakout game for Justin. F- uh, actually, no. Give me the Raiders. Um, 49ers at Cardinals. The Cardinals are five point favorites. The over under is 48 and a half points. 
Uh, apparently, someone named Trey Lance is filling in for someone named Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, and uh, someone else named George Kittle, this is apparently a real person, is likely not playing. Do we? What team do those people play for? I'm not even going to respond to that bit, but yeah, we have the, the debut of Trey Lance is, is a starter. Sadly, he'll most likely be without, you know, George Kittle is his top tight end, but has he been playing all year? George Kittle? He has been, he's, he's been oh. playing through this injury. It, it hasn't been great. It, uh, let me tell you, uh, you know, I traded Ezekiel Elliott, uh, in a package that included George Kittle and then Ezekiel good. Elliott went off for two games and, and kill got hurt. So you know, it's you. just how my season-long season has been going. But uh, I think Trey Lance is going to have a, a great game and is a great fantasy asset right off the bat is, is the starter for the 49ers. This is a great matchup against the Cardinals. The Cardinals do blitz a lot, so Lance will be under pressure. But, you know, he's going to get his chances, and he's already shown that he has fantasy value. Had 20 points a week ago and just, you know, one half when he came in in relief of Jimmy G. And he's shown tremendous rushing upside. He's he's been used around the goal line already uh, for the 49ers, even when he wasn't the starting QB. So I I really like him this week and just going forward generally. As I said preseason, he was my uh, favorite dynasty rookie quarterback this year, going in ahead of even Trevor Lawrence. Yes, exactly, exactly. The guy's a gamer. He is, you know. I mean, not a lot of experience, you know, all the all the standard stuff, but. He uh, he's got a high ceiling, and again, his rushing upside is huge. And unlike what the Bears have done with Justin Fields and not let him run the ball, uh, Kyle Shanahan will use Trey Lance to his full abilities. And I think people should definitely trot him out there this week as a streaming option in season long, and as you know, a great play in DFS. It's my quarterback. Sometimes watching the 49ers and their running game, I feel like it's an episode of Squid Game where they just trap people out there to die over and over again. I think Trey Lance <laughs> is going to be a victim of that. I mean, thankfully he doesn't play running back, but you're you're not wrong. I mean, they have it's it's been the Kyle Shanahan era. They just have injuries with their running backs constantly. Though they they should be getting Eli Mitchell back uh and it this week or they are getting him back and he is back to being an rb2 for me i i definitely like him over trey sermon didn't have that on our notes here but something worth mentioning um deandre hopkins over under seven targets this week i'm gonna go with the over this week i think the cardinals are actually in a game this week and so they'll focus on getting their best playmaker uh some more looks um, i thought AJ but I will... green was their best playmaker <laughs> i that... hope they don't think that isn't that right no, it's not right. Oh, okay. Oh, well. But uh, but yeah, I, I will say, I mean, as we've seen this far, Hopkins hasn't had more than eight targets in a game this year. That's really low for him. This is kind of like with Darren Waller. I, I think in this case with Arizona, it's one, they haven't faced a lot of good defenses. So they've been, you know, just had open people all over the field. And two, I think Kyler Murray is progressing as an NFL quarterback and kind of the next stage for quarterback after they, you know, first get in the nfl they learn to you know make all their reads and go with the open guy and i think that's what we're seeing out of kyler murray in this cardinals offense and so they're just spreading the ball around more not to mention they do have weapons i mean christian kirk pretty good player rondale moore pretty good rookie aj green not completely trash yeah so, i read that too all right who you got uh, as much as I like Trey Lance and the 49ers offense this week, I do think the Arizona Cardinals win the game. Uh, I agree. I will, I will also take the Cardinals. Uh, Giants and Cowboys, America's game of the week. Cowboys are seven-point favorites. The over-under is 52.5 points. Danny Dimes. I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. Danny Dimes. Um, better quarterback than Dak Prescott. We've we said it before. We said it during the draft. Um, Danny Dimes was going to be a breakout star next Tom Brady. He's a good-looking guy. He's got all his facial features kind of just crumpled up into one little ball. Um, nice smile. A little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a hitch up in that top, the top of his lip. So he looks a little bit like a country boy. Um, yeah. 
Super Bowl, Hall of Famer. Here we go, Danny Dimes. Who you got? So, so <laughs> none of that matters, uh, or and a lot of that is incorrect, I think. But uh, I do like Danny Dimes this week over Dak Prescott, even uh, for fantasy purposes. The the Cowboys, I do think, win this game pretty handily, which means garbage time for Danny Dimes and more work for Ezekiel Elliott than Dak Prescott. So I I like. Daniel Jones quite a bit, even with Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton out again. I think that just means more work for Kadarius Tooney and Evan Ingram. Who's that? Uh, their rookie wide receiver, I'm oh. assuming, is who you're asking about. Okay. Had nine targets a week ago. Very um, interesting name for DFS. I tried to tell you that Ezekiel Elliott was an elite fantasy football player, um, but you traded him away anyway for an injured person. Uh, how much do you regret that? You know, not too badly, actually. Uh, George Kittle has still outproduced the tight end I would have had, and uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has actually been pretty good so far since that trade. So that trade's been fine for me. I am still not buying Ezekiel Elliott as a truly elite running back anymore. Again, it's it's not him. It's not what he's doing. It's the fact that Tony Pollard is still getting 35% plus of, of the running back workload. And that's just a drastic change from what we're used to with Ezekiel Elliott, and it lowers his his ceilings quite a bit. All right, so combined combined fantasy points between Ezekiel Elliott and Saquon Barkley this game over under nine points. Okay, I thought you were actually going to give me some kind of real total (laughs) over by a factor of three at least. All right, hold on. How about over, over, under... I can mm, 11 and a half points. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's move on, mister. We've got to get through this. Who you got? I got the Cowboys. Give me the Giants. These teams play each other weird and they usually trade. Who won the first time? Oh, they haven't played each other yet. They haven't played yet this year. Okay. I, Giants are going to win one of them. So let's just say this one. Um, Sunday night game, Bills at Chiefs, America's game of the week. The over-under is two and a half. No, (laughs) did it again. The Chiefs are two and a half point favorites. The over-under is 56 and a half points, the highest of the week. Because, you know, when when the two highest scoring quarterbacks play each other, then they're probably going to put up 40 points each. Uh, I don't even know. I, I don't know what to think about this game. Maybe maybe they both score 40 points. Maybe it's a 17-10 game. I don't know. I could see both happening. I think this game is 35-38, somewhere in that range. Um, the Bills' defense has, has looked really good. They're on a historic pace. I mean, they have two shutouts already. Um, if they somehow manage to shut out the Chiefs, that would be an NFL record through five weeks. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, but the the Chiefs have been struggling this year. I don't think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid let them, you know, lose another game. I think the Chiefs win this one, and I think this is uh, a scoring bonanza. And I I really wish this game was on the DFS slate because we're losing a lot of really fun plays. And we're going to see the, just like we saw with on Thursday night, where Robert Woods had his big breakout game when I couldn't profit from it in DFS. Uh, you know, on our head to heads because I couldn't play him because the Thursday night game's not included in our matchup. I'm gonna miss out on this where Stefan Diggs goes off for his first giant game of the year. Um, first of all, Robert Woods did not have a breakout game, he had a contrarian game. Uh, because they were gonna force feed him the ball because the other team was gonna double Cooper Cup. Um, that was the plan. That's what I try I tried to tell you. Also, I tried to tell you that the Bills at the Texans was going to be a fantasy bust of a game. And I was right about that one too. So Where are you? Stefan Diggs had hundred yards and a touchdown. Josh Allen did fine. But it wasn't a fantasy monster of a game. No, it ended up not being the the well, unless the you bills, have Dawson Knox. The Bills kicked four field goals shorter than extra points. If you told me the Bills were going to get inside the 10 six times and score one touchdown or something, I would have never believed you. And if you just told me they'd get inside the 10 six times, I would definitely want to play Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. 
who you got? I got the Chiefs in this one. I guess give me the Bills then. Um, Monday night game, Colts at Ravens. Ravens are seven-point favorites. The over-under is 46 points. Who you got? Yeah, this is a boring game. Uh, I got the Ravens in this one. Yeah, there's just there's not much to talk about here. Uh, I start Lamar Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> I take the Ravens. Nothing but DFS from here on. No, out. that is incorrect, yes, Steve. It is. Who's your lock of the week? You never gave it to us. Oh, God. Let's make this interesting. Um, Either the Bengals or the Giants. Uh, oh, my gosh. We're going to have to stop doing this bit. If you have a losing record in your lock of the week. I'm going out on a limb here. I'm living life on the edge. I'm walking on broken glass. Um, give me, give me the Giants. I feel, I feel this one. Oh my God. Okay. Give me the Giants. I feel like I should get two points if I get it right. <laughs> Who's your lock of the week? Wait, hold on. Let me guess. Let me guess. Hold on. Hold on. Um, Brian's lock of the week is the Buccaneers. Oh, it's the Vikings. I said it already. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Both 10 point favorites. Yeah. Loser. Nothing but DFS from here on out. Uh, Brian, our DFS head-to-head matchup last week, I had 147.6 points, and you had 141.98 points. How do you keep coming up short every week? Well, technically, you had like 113 points, but the lineup that you announced on the podcast had more. Again, I don't know what you're talking about. Our viewers did not see, our our listeners did not see what you're talking about. I feel like you're just making this up to come up with excuses. Totally false. I couldn't. I definitely couldn't take a screenshot of the final score and in the lineups to prove it. But but yeah, it's it's been a struggle. You know, I'm I'm the Minnesota Vikings of DFS. Uh, I'm just a couple plays away from being four and zero. But here I <laughs> actually know one time you blew me out. But you know, I'm really close to four and zero. But instead, I'm I'm one in three. Um, you know, it's again you you've beaten me more. You're only up by thirteen points over the course of these four weeks. So it's been really close. I expect a bounce back, uh, though I don't really, I gotta say, this week was tricky. There's not, a lot of the sexy teams are not on the slate, so your lineups don't seem as fun as they usually do, but I I like my team quite a bit. Uh, I don't like my team. I think half my team is going to get zero points and half is going to get like 25 points. So that's my, that's what I'm going for. Uh, Speaking of which, my QB for this week in our lineup is the one, the only, the great Jared Goff. Super Bowl, almost Super Bowl champion, Jared Goff. For 5300 Okay, well, good. So I can win this week. That's good to know. Um, I see we're just blowing past, like, analysis of the quarterbacks in general. Well, here. see, here's the thing about quarterbacks this week, though, is... You, if you're going down, you can't really go below fifty nine, fifty eight hundred. Because then you got Trey Lance, and anything below Trey Lance is, I, I don't know. That's the guy that played Jared Goff. I I punt below. on three on four position three positions. I punt on three positions every week, and quarterback is one of them because I want all the wide receivers. Yeah, I actually think uh, Trey Lance is an excellent play at 5,700, and I agree. There, there's not really a reason to go below him um, unless you need to punt for some reason. But I, I would stick with Trey Lance as the lowest. Um, also, if you look at the quarterbacks, like you got Kyler Murray um, going at San Francisco, decent defense. Um, Tom Brady is 7,400, number two priced quarterback going against Miami Aaron Rodgers number three price quarterback Jalen Hurts number four price quarterback going against good defense Dak Prescott going against a decent front front seven Justin Herbert going against good defense like I don't I don't even know who you'd play so yeah I mean it hurt without Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson in this on the slate it just really takes a lot of the the star power out of the position it lets you kind of punt more and it's it's I definitely think it's a much more feasible week to just try to get, I just say, I want to guarantee 20 points for my quarterback position and, and get your, you know, your edge and your bonus points elsewhere, because it is, it is hard to find guys you really like. Um, 
Ryan Tannehill gets AJ Brown back. He's kind of interesting to 6,400. If you think the Jaguars can keep the game competitive, Kirk Cousins, same thing. If Detroit can keep the game competitive, Kirk Cousins at 6,500 seems like a great bargain. Uh, but yeah, I like Trey Lance quite a bit. And then I like the guy that I went with who you must be hoping has a big game because you picked his team to win as your lock of the week. And that's Daniel Danny Dimes Jones. Uh, at 6,000, again, averaging more fantasy points per game this season than Dak Prescott had 30 over 30 points a week ago, uh, gives you a great rushing floor, uh, this, this season, uh, no less than 27 yards rushing, which is, is not a ton, but it's something It's more than a lot of quarterbacks give you. And again, he's cheap. I think he gets me at least 20 points and that's all I was aiming for. Oh, well, I, I will get that with Jared Goff. Thanks for that $700. Um, running backs this week, <clears throat> it's um, Derrick Henry or Punt? Pretty much, yeah. Derrick Henry or below 6K for sure, I think. I so mean, are you not interested at James Robinson at 6K or Chubba Hubbard at 6K? Hubbard's a little interesting at 6K, I guess. I still I think still... that's too much. I I don't feel like he's better than Damian Williams, who's fifty six hundred. Uh, he's definitely not better than Alexander Madison. If Ma- if Dalvin Cook is out, Madison's just fifty five hundred. Um, and then like Leonard Fournette fifty two hundred, and Eli Mitchell at fifty two hundred are right in line with Hubbard for me in terms of value. Are we um, are we both agreeing that if Dalvin Cook's out, we're putting in? Um, Alexander Madison. Yeah, I was going to say I cheat. I have Alexander Madison in my lineup right now, and I have a little extra money to spare, and I will replace Madison if Dalvin Cook is is active. Okay, I have yeah. I have James Conner and Damian Williams both at fifty six hundred. Uh, Madison is fifty five hundred, so I will be putting in Madison for one of those two, probably James Conner, if okay. um, uh, Cook is out. Yeah, I I have Derrick Henry and Alexander Madison, and if uh, Madison isn't the go. It, it will probably be um, Leonard Fournette or um, Chubba Hubbard or Eli Mitchell, most likely for me. Um, this because again, I I have money to spare, so it's a little more flexible. But but Madison's just such a good play; it's ridiculous. DJ Moore is the number three price, priced priced uh, wide receiver. How do you like wide receivers this week? He's Wait, the no. number four Justin, Jeff- wide Justin Jefferson is the number three priced wide receiver. Um, DJ Moore is the number four priced wide receiver at 7,500. How do you like DJ Moore and other wide receivers this week? Because it seems like a weird um, week. With I, I think DJ Moore is kind of getting priced out of where I'm comfortable playing him now. He's got a good matchup. He's obviously been spectacular so far this season. Um, you know, averaging over 11 targets or exactly 11 targets a game. Better than Adams. Uh, his his fantasy points have gone up every every game this year. He's obviously the focal point of this passing attack. I just I don't know that I fully buy. I just don't fully buy this team to trust him in the same you know likes as DeAndre Hopkins or or Devonte Adams. I just the much reason, prefer to pay a little more to get those guys. The reason I well not Hopkins buy, this week. I'd much prefer to pay more for Adams. The reason I do buy him. Uh, is because Sam Darnold, what what do you have? Two rushing touchdowns last week, two rushing touchdowns the week before, and DJ Moore is still getting touchdowns. So that's the reason why I buy him is because I think Sam Darnold has one focus: has uh, trust DJ Moore, trust his role in the offense, and trust him to help that team score points along with himself. Um. So I do like DJ Moore uh, this week and moving forward as a trustworthy wide receiver one. Yeah, I mean, I will say he's probably, of the high-priced guys, the over 7K guys, probably my second favorite this week, even though I don't love him after Adams, just because Justin Jefferson, while excellent and has an excellent matchup, can still have lower scoring games in in this kind of environment because Adam Thielen can just get the touchdowns or Alexander Madison or Delvin Cook can just get the touchdowns and that that hurts Jefferson a bit um, and everyone else kind of has a solid matchup. The, the guys I really like are in the mid six k range. I actually think Adam Thielen's underpriced at six point six k or at least at worst very fairly priced. Uh, and then Deontay Johnson 
at 6,500 and Keenan Allen at 6,500 are both winder price. They're both getting double digit targets every single game. They both catch at, at least seven, if not, you know, more of those balls and are just super reliable and, and almost a guaranteed bet for 18 points every game between the two, you know, for each of them. Uh, I also really like AJ Brown coming back from injury at 6,500. Uh, Julio Jones is out Brown's in that should mean you know more of a focus from the offense on him as well uh, right. and then after that there's just a lot of okay plays in the mid-range uh, and then a couple really cheap plays I like are Kadarius Tooney at 4k for the Giants against Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton will miss this game uh, once again Tooney had nine targets a week ago and then um, Curtis Samuel is still 3k because he didn't really do much a last week in his debut assuming he is active again you know technically he's questionable so he could miss but as long as he's active i think he's a terrific punt play at min price okay um my wide receivers um this week i went with um flashy names terry mclaren uh, going against New Orleans. I know he doesn't seem to get as much work going against good defenses, but I think he breaks that streak this game. Um, Justin Jefferson going against Detroit. I was deciding between Jefferson and... Uh, I decided to take out Adams, put in a higher-priced tight end, and then put in Jefferson instead because Jefferson seems to be getting the same or more points than Devontae Adams. Uh, then I also went with Jamar Chase. He is touchdown dependent, but he is getting touchdowns. So I like him. Who you got? I, uh, hold on. I just screwed up my lineup. I went kind of a more balanced approach with my wide receivers. Uh, didn't go for any of the high price guys. I actually, um, just think well well Devonte adams is my favorite high price guy and has the highest ceiling i kind of have started to believe that the Bengals have found a way to decently shut down um wide receiver ones for their opponents you know when when their opponents have a, a surefire game plan to, to get one wide receiver the ball the Bengals have done pretty well against that so far this season so i i wanted to just go a safer route so i have uh deontay johnson and keenan allen Again, both 6,500. I both project to get double-digit targets, and you know they should each easily get 18 points, so very safe guys. And then uh, Kadarius Tooney, again, at 4K for the Giants, matches up with Daniel Jones. And you know, as a first-round pick, we've seen first-round picks not do much for a few games and then break out uh, before. Just look at Justin Jefferson last year, didn't do anything for a game or, or two, and then you know, obviously had a phenomenal rookie season. I think I don't think Tooney's going to do that, but I think he's in line for you know even increased workload. Sounds good. I mean, I don't like the punt play because I think you could punt other places, but I'll take four and one. Um, tight ends this week. There's a couple interesting ones. I mean, there's Waller at seventy three hundred. I don't know that I would pay that much for him until he proves that he's getting more targets. They just keep spreading the ball around. Um, you got Hawkinson at 5,500, which I think he's a surefire bet to 3x's salary. Um, if you consider 15,003, uh, I mean, if you consider 15 points, 3x. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't know. Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, Dalton Schultz, Tunyon. I don't know. What, who do you think of the, who do you think's the best play of 55, 5,100 and below? It's tough to say. I think Gesicki and Schultz are both right there in in terms of the guys that actually have like a you know a somewhat reliable workload. Um, I do totally agree. Like Darren Waller, the biggest problem with him is he's so much more expensive than everyone else. You know, eighteen hundred more than Hawkinson, but then you know almost three k more than Schultz and Gesicki. He has to beat every other tight end on the slate by like. 10 to 12 points in order to be, you know, the optimal tight end to play. It, it's just hard to fit him in. Um, all the other tight ends, they're all kind of average. Like Tyler Conklin, Zach Ertz could have big games. Um, Max Williams for Arizona is is questionable. And, 
and may not play if he doesn't Ricky Seals Jones. Their backup is Min Price and kind of interesting as a real punt. Evan Ingram for the Giants, just 3,200. Again, six targets each of the last two weeks. Um, not getting many yards on those targets, just less than 50 overall over two weeks, but still that volume is, is tough to ignore at 3,200. There's just so many okay plays and, and none really stand out to me. Hawkinson probably is the the play if you can afford him, but I don't think he's so good that you want to base your lineup around making sure you get him. I went with Jasicki. I went with Schultz. Uh, again, just kind of correlating with, with Danny Dimes and Tooney. Uh, at Flex, I have the god, Chris Godwin. My first time playing him this year. Interesting. Taking that one in three roll, see if you get lucky. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, at least it's not one and four anymore with Gronk out. Because he was, that, he had a down help. game last week, so maybe he have a, has a bounce back. There you go. And and my flex, I have another running back, which is is basically there, so I can make Madison a a running back or wide receiver. I have Damian Williams, fifty six hundred again. I think he's he's at least just as good as David Montgomery, and he's going to get the same workload. I think the Bears uh, learned their mistakes in Justin Fields' first start by trying to focus you know in an empty set with five protections throwing the ball a lot they're going to focus on the ground game uh and just rely on whatever running back they have to slow the game down and and chug forward so i think damian williams is a great cash game play i'm more i don't know that i love him for tournaments because i don't see a huge upside but i think at 5600 he's too cheap i could only afford the jaguars on defense and i think that's the only defense worth playing (laughs) You think that's the only difference worth playing because it's all you could afford, or you actually were Both. like, "Yes, I get to play the Jaguars." Both. <laughs> that's that's hard for me to swallow. Uh, for me, that's I went with the Washington Football Team at just twenty three hundred. Um, they started the year being priced above three k. We're at thirty nine hundred in week two. Are dropping all the way down to near min price, and they're facing Jameis Winston. Like I. This this to me is just screaming another week like when we had Cincinnati two weeks ago as you and I both agreed was the clear cut floor defense. I'm I'm pretty shocked that you don't have them and didn't find a way to fit them this week because again they're they're so cheap and in such a good spot. I just I can't believe they're down here. And they're the inverse of Carolina, where Carolina I mentioned earlier is being buoyed on defense by having an insanely good third down conversion rate. Uh Washington's defense has shockingly struggled on third downs and been way worse on them than they have been on first and second down that generally changes to even out and so i think the washington football defense is going to um you know really improve throughout the remainder of the season and starting with this week and that about does it for us um go through our lineups one more time i had jared goff james connor damian williams um i will be taking out uh connor or Madison, if Cook is out. I had McLaren, Jefferson, Chase, Jasicki, Godwin, and the Jaguars on defense. I have Daniel Jones, Derek Henry, and Alexander Madison, who will also be switching if Cook is out. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Keenan Allen, Kadarius Tooney at wide receiver. Dalton Schultz is my tight end. Damian Williams uh, currently in the flex, and the Washington football team is my defense. I have never heard someone say so many wrong things, one after the other, consecutively, in a row. I feel like I should say peace out or something. <laughs>